Millennials versus the world. Go get you a woman, stop messing with girls. We tryna enhance, we tryna advance. Society got you all stuck in a trance. Like zombies when y'all walk. Killing men's about to whip out the chalk. Now let's sit down, have a little talk. Podcast game, we got it on lock. Millennials versus the world. 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 What up, what up, what up, man? We got the Millennials vs. the World podcast. Today is a very special one, one that cannot be topped by any episode I've ever done before. So, if you do not know this about your host, uh, in 2012, I lost my mother in July. Today is her birthday. So, this episode is called Dear Mama. So, we just I'm going to just really reflect. I'm going to have a little therapy session on the mic. Shout out to everybody who rocks with their mom, everybody that still uh, has their mom, everybody that's lost a mom, just know we're all together. To have a mom is to be loved. So understand, this episode is, it's really low-key my therapy, but we ain't even got to talk about that. Uh, it's low-key my therapy, but we ain't even going to talk. Uh, we just going to make it do what it do. So uh, first and foremost, man, for y'all did not do, who do not know me, that's been checking in, first and foremost, I appreciate it. Uh, let me backtrack, my bad. Millennials vs. the World podcast, the only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time. So, hey, man, coming up, shout out to my Duke show. First of all, my Dukes was that person, that role model, that that empower, that powerful being, the lady that showed me my grind, the lady that showed me my hustle, the lady that made me to be the man who I am, me and my older brother. So, uh, first and foremost, shout out to you. Happy birthday, mom. I love you. I'm still rocking, still doing my thing. I know you're proud of me. I'm going to continue to make you proud. Uh, so let's start back, bro. First and foremost, man, with my mom, uh, the biggest thing I remember outside of her heart, I just remember her being a hard, like she was a hard worker and to raise two boys and, <laughs> and, and I was a knucklehead, bro, to, to raise two boys the way you did and the way she like was dedicated to her, to her craft was, was crazy. And I think now seeing the way I have different adventures, I'm on passion projects, my career is taking off, um, and things of that nature. It's funny because she taught me how to grind like that. And she didn't necessarily say it. I just saw it every day. Every day I saw this woman wake up eight in the morning, seven thirty. She was no no, I lied. It was I was I was on the bus by eight. So she will wake up six thirty seven, cook us breakfast, get us off the school go to work and wouldn't come home till nine every single day. Now, for y'all that know, to do that day in and day, she did that until I was about, from as long as I can remember, until I was about 15 years old. And to do that for that many years, for eight, nine years, bro, that joint is a grind. No days off. I mean, she used to say, hey, look, boy, I got to go to work. Do what you got to do, but I got to go to work, man. So, like, that hustle factor that I have, I definitely got it. I definitely just saw it and inherited it from her. It was so crazy to see, you know, now that you reflect on it, you think about it, it was so crazy to see somebody who never really complained, bro. She probably did to her, to you know, to my grandma, to to her to her sister, which is my aunt, and stuff like that. But in front of me and my brother, she never complained. She just made it do what it do, day in and day out. And it's funny because when I was coming up in school, when I was coming up in school, you could never, um, like, the number one thing was if I got to leave work, to come holler at you, it's going to be a problem. 
And if it's going to be a problem, you're not going to like me very well. And the thing was, like, you just respect somebody to that point and you really, really, really understand what they're going through. So you don't make them come to school. I made my mom come to school one time in eighth grade. So I was in eighth grade showing my mom. I will never forget. Shout out to Miss West if you're still teaching at Reedy Creek. Uh, I was in Miss West class and I was showing my behind, trying to be cool. You know, probably had a rough morning. I can't even remember why I was showing off, but I was showing off. I was showing my behind. Um, and I'm talking about, I, was, I, I ain't never really cussed. I was just a class clown. So I would just show my behind, just making everybody jokes. You know, you shoot the first one, okay. Second one, okay. Third one is like, okay, I'm coming for you. So she was like, she was like, Keenan, can you please sit down? Keenan, can you please sit down? And I'm like, I got you. And I sit down and do something funny like, yeah, all right, I'm coming back up, though. You know, whatever, whatever. Man, one time I was showing, she went, like, another teacher. Y'all know how they asked them to stand at the door while they go to the bathroom? So when she went to the bathroom and a teacher was standing at the door, I was going off. Because the way the classroom was set up, she would have to use a peripheral vision, the teacher standing at the door to see me. So I'm going off. Dad, I'm wilding. So when I when she get back, I guess she told on me. And Miss West called my mother, bro. And she was talking. I'm still now at this point. I'm just I'm just clowning. It's like 10 minutes left. My mom worked. I swear I thought she worked like 30 minutes away. She called my mother and um, she was like, uh, Keenan, can you come in for a second? Your phone. I'm thinking I get called to the principal office because, again, I wasn't a trouble kid. I just I wasn't a trouble kid. I was just a busybody. So I'm thinking of the principal. She was like, so this is what we doing. If I told you I ever had to leave work, it's going to be a problem. Right? I was like. My heart at this point went from like regular to like high blood pressure, real hypertension. Doo-doom, doo-doom, doo-doom. I was like, mom, but she was like, by the time you hang up that phone, I'm going to be at the door. Bro, I lied to you not. It was like eight minutes left in the class at this point after I got off the phone. Before the bell rung, here she come. Boy, you talking about the beating of my life. I, could, I really wanted to transfer schools. I couldn't be cool no more in that class because I got, I got was that Miss West? I can't remember. Was it my English teacher? No, that had to be social studies. That was social studies, man. I got beat out. And the thing was, now that I look about, now that I look at it, bro, you don't got that no more. Parents don't come and and, and show you what's up, bro. She was dedicated to her two kids, man. And, and after that beating, I never got in trouble again because how can you be cool again when your dukes done came up there and wore you out in front of everybody that you act cool in front of? Uh, but I ain't really, I ain't really, um, I ain't really getting in trouble after that. And then furthermore. You know when your parents, when you really reflect and you think about all the things your parents got you, like all basketball seasons I was taking care of, like shoes, uh, you know, clothes to dress up in. You know, you dress for success on game days, pregame meals, and all that stuff. Now, granted, she wasn't able to make it to all the games in middle school, but respect because she was grinding. And under then, you like, Dad, why can't my mom never come? And now you realize, like, bro, she was trying to make sure that after the game, I had a house to come come home to. So, uh, shout out to to my dudes for that one, bro. She really did that, and uh, she ain't really have to talk to us about grades. We just knew what it was. She made sure we understood we was two black dudes coming up in a world where like they can take a lot from you, but your mind they can't. Your 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 passion they can't. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you educate yourself, they can't take that away from you. So like. I'm not saying I had a 4.0, but at the very end of the day, I always understood how good, how important learning was because she's always preached to us that, you know, you got to learn something. You can't be like outside of school, like you got to be willing to learn at all times. And if you're not willing to learn, what are you doing? So 
again, I'm not acting like I was a choir boy in high school and middle school, but I've always had a thirst for learning. I've always was willing to learn. Did that always reflect in some of my grades? No, but I've always been a learner. I've always been wanting to sit down and learn something new. The problem was once I understood it, I started, I started slacking in high school, not slacking as far as classes, but like once I understood it, I went really, really hard to learn something. Then once you learn it, it's like on to the next instead of perfecting it. I didn't learn the skill of perfecting something that you learned before you moved on until I got, I would say until I graduated, um, um, college. Um, but again, dear mom, I just want to say thank you. yo. Like you are the reason why I like inspired to be everything I am because you always told me at a very young age, like, look, you have way too much going for yourself to ever end up in jail or ever end up here. Um, and you don't, you know, when you 13, 14, 15, you're like, man, I'm not going to no jail. And then when you get older and you realize how the system is set up for, you know, young black men like myself that may not have, even though I, you know, I come up in a single parent household, I had the guidance. I had my aunts. I had my grandparents, both sets. I had those people in my life that would make sure that I stayed on the right track. And all in all, my house was really, really directed. You know what I'm saying? Like she always made sure that everything we did, everything I did was for her. So, and for her in a sense, like to make her proud, it's just that when somebody sacrificed as much as she did for you, you never, ever want to disappoint that person. I tell people all the time, <clears throat> excuse me, you can, somebody can get pissed off with you. Uh, somebody can get mad at you. Somebody can get upset. Somebody can get irritated. The number one emotion you never want somebody to feel about you that cares about you is disappointment. So when you move the way I was moving back then, like you couldn't, like I couldn't come home and tell my mom things like, now granted I never had to, but I'm saying I couldn't come home and tell my mom things like, uh, I can tell my mom things like, oh yeah, mom, I got to retake this class. Oh yeah, man. I got to, I got to, um, mom, I got to, I did have to retake a class. Oh God. One time, Spanish, I lied. Spanish one, I failed at. That's the only class I ever failed in high school. I passed it the second time around, but I had, but when I had to go talk to that teacher, the disappointment of my, my mom's voice did it to me. Now, for y'all that don't know, I dealt with my mom's first round of cancer around sophomore year in high school. Uh, my brother had went to college. It was just me and her in the house. And when we, when I was going through that, now I realize that it was really, really big because, you know what I'm saying? You just don't want to see, you see somebody so strong. You see a superhero, like, like Cole said, you see a superhero on ground zero. You don't even know what to do. So at the time I wasn't really focused on school because my emotions were tied up in what I saw at home each and every day. So at the time I could math, I, I got my, my bachelor's in math. Math was always something that came easy. Reading was something I understood I had to do, but I hated it. And all the other classes, I mean, you just do what you do. But in Spanish, I didn't have the willpower at the time to like persevere and get through all that learning new languages. And it really wasn't it. I couldn't figure out why Spanish was important at the time. Um, and so when I was doing it, I really didn't see the purpose in it. So I ended up failing it the first time. And my mom had to come to the school and talk to the teacher because the conversation, I'll never forget. I went in there and a teammate that I won't say, shout out to my bro. He know who he is. We was going there and go to sleep every day, bro. We was on the basketball team. We'd be like, bro, it's over for this. But my mom used to come down. When my mom used to come down, when she, when she had to come down for the meeting, we was talking to the teacher, and she was just like, ma'am, I can't even tell you if Keenan don't know Spanish. All I know is, um, no, Miss McCamey was my second teacher. 
I forgot the first guy's name, but he told her, like, I can't even really tell you, but, like, for real, for real, like, he just didn't really try. And it was true. So, I failed Spanish off the tr- strength of effort. So, the second time around, uh, I had Miss McCamey shout out to her because she was a really dope Spanish teacher. And she used to really, like, let you know what's important and why we had to do it. So, it was dope having her. I ended up passing the class. But, again, it goes back to my mom's dedication to my future. So her knowing what I was going through, her still being sick and still going to uh, therapy and things of that nature, um, she still found the time and the strength to go back and, you know, check up on me and make sure I had things that I had. Uh, it, it was just, and then like, you know, seeing her my sophomore year in high school, seeing her, you know, weak and going through cancer and going through chemo and those images as a young dude, you can never get out your head. But for me, it motivated me. It made me go harder, like, I played high school basketball, you know, and I was I was pretty good. I don't really care to, you know, brag or anything like that. But, like, my motivation was her. You see somebody sacrifice, so she's not working at this point. She's working, but she's out of work because, you know, chemo. She's still making to do what to do. My brother was looking out at the time. He was at uh, A&T. He was really, he was really, 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 really looking out at the time. You know, and I found it out later. I didn't really know at the time, but I just knew the light stayed on. You know, we stayed in the house, things of that nature. But, like, when you see something like that and you still able to go to school, you still got clothes on your back, you still uh, able to get everything that you need for basketball, you still going to summer camps, you still playing AAU. That summer, I'll never forget. Shout out to Coach Fry. Uh, you know, he, he, he recruited me on, on his AAU team to carry, to carry MVPs. And shout out to Sam, shout out to Gat, um, AT, Scoops, um, the whole squad carry MVPs, man. And it was like, he asked him to be on his team. And I told him straight up, like, bro, let me tell you. I didn't call him bro, but I'm like, let me tell you, man, like, my dude's going through a lot. I don't know if I could travel this summer. And it was a true blessing because he was like, uh, look, he was like, look, man, I didn't ask you to pay for anything. I just, I just want to, you know, support you, be behind you and play on the team. And for real, bro, that's the first time I played AAU. I was about to be a rising junior. I just finished practicing with varsity when they got in the playoffs. Shout out to Coach Ray, shout out uh, Coach Clem. They also looked out because, you know, at the time they knew my situation, so they was always supportive, giving me ride homes, things of that nature. But my mom, I sat down and told my mom, I was like, hey, mom, straight up, like, I don't have to leave. Like, I don't have to go travel every weekend and do all these things because I'd rather be with you. I was a certified mama's boy. You can't tell me no different, so kill that noise. So I was like, Ma, I came home. I remember uh, after we left practice or whatever, I came home. I was like, Ma, we're going to be going Greensboro, Florida, this and all these weekends. And I know you got, you know, I got practice. And my homeboy was giving me a ride at a time. Shout out to Gat, man. He never had a problem coming across the way to come check in with my Dukes and take me there. But um, uh, she was like, boy, do you think I work as hard as I work and go through what I go through for you not to try to be the best you can be? And for somebody to be so selfless in that moment of, so for somebody to be so selfless in that moment of of sickness, to be so selfless in that moment of sickness, it just was so powerful. And I didn't understand it. She was like, go, I'm going to be good. And as I'm traveling, obviously my mom was on my brain, but I made like basketball wise, I think I made my biggest jump skill wise. Um, And it was like, and it was like, skill effort i just understood what hard work man because you got a lady that's going through cancer that's having chemo that's weak that's going through all these things but still yet and still she's still thinking about me and my brother so that was super dope so after that uh another thing and trust me y'all i know i'm going in 
this is very therapeutic for me so y'all forgive me because I, I i i it's a whole nother way right now that y'all will never understand from coming from me and i know my podcast is usually high energy talk like high energy laughing and giggling but like on her birthday you just reflect and you think about everything everyone has ever done but specifically those who sacrifice the most for you to be who you are and i remember after she got off and she was like uh after she after she was sick we got through all that she was getting better and i was going into my junior year now and she was like keenan um she was like keenan i was like i was like what's up she was like you was there for me now granted this woman has been there for me from the beginning she birthed me you know what i'm saying uh birthed me took care of me all that great stuff from the beginning so she was like you was there for me i'll be there for you and i was like what you mean she was like no more second job and even though things had to like you know you you sacrifice some things but bro she came for my junior senior year she came to every single basketball game that i had and it wasn't about winning and losing it was like you can look up in one part of the stands and you know where to do where my dudes i used to know where my dudes was every game you know um Shout out to Josh too. JD was JD was big during this time. We was going through all this, and his mom and my mom were close, and they collaborated really good on getting us places and things of that nature. But my whole junior and senior year was like dedicated to my dudes. That I was still like, I was still able to go to basketball camps. I was still able to play AAU that summer. Um, and uh, all in all, to this day, I never realized the sacrifices then until now. Uh, you know, obviously, I graduated high school, went to AT. And when I got to AT, you know, I reunited with my my older brother. Like he 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 was one of the biggest reasons I went to AT. Um, taking it back, I think that at the time it was like he was going at the house from sophomore year, junior year, and senior year in high school. He wasn't in the house. He graduated my freshman year and his senior year. We were in the same. We went to, we went to Cary High together. But after that, he wasn't in the house anymore because uh, he went to college. And like seeing, you know, he'll come back, check in, come to game, show love, and all that stuff. So, like, seeing that, I know I wanted to be reunited with him. So, I ended up going to A&T. And, like, it was just, like, you know how parents always go through that, like, oh, my God, my baby leaving me. I don't know what to do. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Like, she never gave me that. She was like, bro, go conquer the world. Like, like this is what my sacrifices came down to. Go conquer the world. So, when I went to A&T, uh, my freshman year, my first semester, we I'm really not going to talk about that. That joint was ugly. Like, as a teacher, I don't even tell my kids how ugly my um, first semester was. I was learning. I was excited to be with my brother. College was just a whole nother animal. Like, I w- this is a problem that I that I had until I got to graduate school. I was always smart, but, like, applying myself was a thing. Like, can I apply myself? Can I really do what I'm supposed to do at all times? So, um, when I got to auntie, I had a real first college. And I remember they sent that little letter home, like, hey, you better, because you know at the time, your address is still your home address. It's not the one on campus. So they send that little letter home like, hey, boy, get your act together, man. You talking about the tongue lashing of my life? She was like, she called me. She called me. I didn't know what it was about. She was like, what's up? I got a letter in the mail. I'm thinking, what? I'm thinking it's about a refund check, something like that. She's like, I got a letter in the mail. I'm like, what about what? What's up? And she was like, um, she was like, um, these grades, I was like, no, bro. I, I'm telling you, my joint is looking like the alphabet, man. I had W's and and daggone. I had W's and 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 uh, with, which is withdrawal. I didn't have no D's. W, C's, A's, and B's. My joint is looking like the alphabet. She was like, I can't threaten you no more because you think you grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, respect, da-da-da. But 
get put out that school if you want to. And at the time, I just met I just met my my wife now girlfriend at the time. This is the second semester. That was after the first. Man, at first that second one was a little rough. It was better, but still a little rough. That summer, man, I went into savage mode. I got went and got a job, moved out on my own. Um, uh, uh, backtrack after my freshman year of college. Another thing that I didn't really realize until, you know, until well, a lot. Of, one thing that people didn't know until it actually happened was. Like, after my freshman year, some turmoil, turmoil happened at home, and, like, I had to move away. So, like, being a, a 19-year-old kid where you want to go home, you want to be with your friends from high school, I never had that luxury. I had to move away, and um, I, I had to move away to Greensboro. Granted, I had a brother up there, but he, he was in a relationship at the time, and, you know, we ended up moving in together. So, it, it, he, he, he made some things shake at the time. I made some things shake. I had to stay with him for, like, a month or two until I got my own spot. But, like, even during that turmoil time when she was going through a lot and she had to take care of stuff at home, she never complained. And I think sometimes when I catch myself complaining that I realize, like, dang, I ain't, I haven't went through half as much as she went through and I complained. So that's another thing she taught me. I think she taught me that. Uh, she teaches me that more now than then because I complain way more now. And I, I complain more now than I ever did. And I just think about all the things she did. I was like, bro, she never was complaining. Like, she probably went in her room and shut the door and started crying, but she never, never was complaining. And I really appreciated that. So, um, you know, if you fast forward, I was a junior in high school. That's that summer before my junior that, that excuse me, that summer before my senior year, uh, the end of my junior year, you know, I got the news that my mother was, you know, battling, battling cancer the second time around for life. And it was terminal this time. And I'll never forget, you know, my aunt, my grandmother telling me the information and me, me and my brother being together, I was working. Uh, you know, I, I, I called my girlfriend at the time and, and had to tell her. I just never can really, 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 really explain that feeling I had when, when I was like Superman got the kryptonite. It's like the best way for me to explain. Like she got the kryptonite. And I remember going to the meeting and talking to her. And all she told me is like, no matter what, you don't ever stop. I don't care what comes from this. I don't care if I'm going to be here. I don't care if I'm not going to be here. You don't ever stop. You don't ever stop. I'm like, what you mean, boy? You don't ever stop. You don't let nobody stop you. You don't stop. Whatever you want to go, you go get. And just believe that God will see you through. Uh, and that's actually like with one of, one of the shirts that, that mean the most to me and my brand is like Fueled by Faith. Because when she passed, I always tell people like, she. I used to always tell her before, before I even knew that, I was like, you know, coming, I was like, mom. I don't know what I would do if I would lose you. I don't know what I would do if I would lose you. If you ever lose you, I don't lose you. I don't know what I would do. And for real, for real, like when it happened, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a very strong, <clears throat> excuse me, my wife now, girlfriend at the time, was just really supportive at a time when she didn't really have to be like that. We were 21. Like, we were serious. But, like, think about it. Like, this dude, you in college, you want to go live life, do you? And my mom just passed away and it required required me and her to grow up on a whole nother level and connect on a whole nother level that I don't think anybody will ever understand. So it was it was very meaningful for me uh, to it was very meaningful to me to have her in my life during that time. After she passed, it was just like I've never felt that feeling, man. I shout out to everybody. I, I It's too many people to go through. Uh, everybody that was there for me during the time when she passed, especially top five. I remember y'all coming out to the funeral to my grandma house. Definitely my older brother, man. Still rock with you. I love you, man. 
uh, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, my pops. Uh, he came through. You know, our relationship wasn't the best until, you know, until certain things. But he came through at that time. He came through to the to the to the funeral. Came through to my grandma's house. That was big for me. That was a big turning point in my life for him. But through all and through all those things that I'm naming, she was the person that was that was integral in my growth, man. And I just remember. Uh, you know, towards her last days, uh, well, we, you know, I went up to the hospice center. Me and my brother was there. It was a really rough time, and at the time, it was around one, you know, one of my closest friends' birthdays. You know, her her anniversary and his birthday two days apart, and I just remember like it was flashbacks of going through what she went through the first time, and I had to figure out how, I had to figure out how can I do this? How can I do this? And I just remember looking at her and said, "Mom, I got you." So when 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 certain things happen now and people say congratulations and people say like dad I know should be proud like I'm still pushing I'm still fighting that's one thing that no matter what I'm going through what I'm thinking about I always can look back at that and be like hey hey like she t- I told her I was never going to stop so I, so I'm not and to this day man I just really learned more from her like I don't I'm I'm almost to the point where like She's still teaching me. She's been, she's left me for seven years now. Today would have been her 55th birthday. And um, it's just crazy. It's just crazy because she's still teaching me. It's things that happen now and I can hear her voice like, dag, bro, you said that in daggone 04. And it's still applying in 2019. The way I pay bills, the way I move, the way I work, the way I hustle, the way, you know, the way my heart is, the way my mind is. She just really contributed to to that as a person. And she just always told me, like, just just don't be a bad person. And it's not that I ever was. It's just that when somebody shows you the way the way she showed us and somebody sacrifices everything that she she ever wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, I didn't really see my mom date like that until until, you know, we went to college. But the point I'm making is like, that's a sacrifice. Like she really poured in her all to us. And it's just on this day I reflect and I just want to say thank you, mom. I don't know what other like. I hope, I hope that, you know, the things that I'm doing and the things you can see make you proud, but it's like, I can, I can never repay, repay her. And one thing that I say to everyone that, that really doesn't understand is like, I get that they're toxic relationships from, you know, mother to son, mother to daughter, a stepmother to son, stepmother to daughter, whatever the case may be, but just understand, man, be thankful for your, your mom, your parents, but specifically moms, because this is what I'm rapping about in this podcast. Uh, be thankful, man. Just don't take the small arguments for granted. And even though my me and my, my mom was like my best friend and we didn't really argue much, uh, I've always uh, you always reflect and see things you could have done better. I know I was kind of distant, you know, when I got the news because I really didn't know how to handle it, man. I'm, um, but at the very same time, she never she never faulted me because we've been through that together. And I never forget the last time me and my uh, fiance, well, my wife now girlfriend at the time went to go see her and she was just so full of happiness and she was so happy that I met her. She was so happy that, you know, this was, she, she really felt like that's who I was going to be with, which I did end up marrying her, which was crazy. You know, my aunt tells me all the time that my mom told her like Keenan's going to marry her. So, you know, um, it was just super dope to have her in my life, man. And I think you can't always cry because it's over. You got to smile because it happened. So, uh, I appreciate y'all 27 minutes of me going through my therapy session, but dear mom, I just want to say thank you. Your dedication, your love, your passion forever lives with me. Thank you for everything you ever taught me. Thank you for um, just being who you were. 
and, and making the world a better place while you were here. Thank you for all the sacrifices you made. Thank you for all the people's lives you touch. All my friends you were willing to take in. All my friends that could come stay tonight whenever they wanted to. All the times you made sure uh, I made it to my friends' events. Um, thank you for uh, always taking me to my grandmother's house, taking me to my aunts and uncles, just making sure I was well-rounded. Thank you for always encouraging me to to better my relationship with my father, which is really good now. Um, thank you for always pouring into me things that I never saw, but you always saw. So to my mom, thank you so much. This episode is listed, dear mama. Um, I just want to say thank you. I can't say thank you enough. Um, thank you for teaching me what you taught me. Thank you. You know, it's funny. Abortion is so, is so, normal now thank you for not even thinking about aborting me because if i wasn't here i couldn't I, i'll never experience this i'll forever continue to make you proud um the brand winning line winning this line hard determination you know that that was based off all of our stories but my part of it is from you um thank you i just i just really just gotta say thank you man uh all right so i'm gonna get off my soapbox 28 minutes in man the millennials versus the world thank you mom dear mom i love you thank you